Is this the Let Me Talk's very own Callum Meyer? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Can you, like, raise your chair so I can see you? Of course, of course. Please, please. I'm loving this crossover. This is Bro, beautiful. I know. It's literally just, like, you... <laughs> Dude, well, we've had Let Me Talk, but it's like the third time on my show. There's been barely any episodes of this show. Yo, this mic is so bad. This is what I'm saying, right? I feel like we should just merge our two shows next year. Like, oh, maybe. That's my next semester. Because then it well, next semester we have to reapply. Yeah, okay. I still want to keep Let Me Talk. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going well. Yeah. I also think... It would be fun if we put both our efforts. Like, obviously, I know you have dispatch, right? But I don't know what the deal is with that and how it's going. Because um, uh, you said you did say that you were getting a little stressed ooh, with it. Oh, dispatch has been for the audience. Dispatch has been. Um, well, you can tell by the lack of dispatches that I've not been sure what to do with the show. It's like an evolution thing. You'll, you'll, it's like because I've gone from I was like, oh, I'm going to do guest stuff only of Callum, and then I'll just do it on my own. Then I realised. I it's love the so guest much, stuff. It's yeah. so fun because it's just like a it's like a little conversation. Exactly. You know? So, um, I mean, obviously, if you want, we can just continue with let me talk and like we because it's 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 fairly political as well. Like we can it do is, like we can is. we can have a new segment as well, and I feel like we could streamline it. You know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, if I if I get obviously during, that's up to if you. I get during winter break if I get like a bunch of people like like lined up. Because the thing is, right, we can do one week my guest, one week your guest, because obviously I've been bringing Ooh, in... Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Because I know you've wanted guests on, let me talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. This is a little, little public business meeting we're doing. <laughs> yeah, so every, everyone's just heard our, like... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Cam and I are breaking meeting. up. Uh, yeah, we're breaking off the, the let me talk because nah. happening ever again. Um, you got roasted by... Oh, I need, to put, I need to put the recording. I'll edit the recording later, but you got roasted to death yesterday, by the way. And then I just... Aiden and I tore you a new one. Aiden? Oh, fuck's sake. Really? Yeah. What did you guys say? Oh, brother. No. Brother. Brother. <laughs> it's no. the fact we turned up. I turned oh. up. Well, I turned up for the Belgium game. And I was like, okay, we come at some point. Then it's 55 past. And I'm like, I should... I, I'm going to check if he's upstairs. If he's Mate, waiting for me I upstairs. so bad. I felt... I'm such an idiot. I'm honestly well, such the, an idiot. The only reason we were outside so long, like, waiting for you, is because we didn't know... I didn't know... It was, I was like, what do you want us to do? Honestly, like it's it's usual as well, mate. You can just no, true, go for it. Like fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, we'll we'll get that we'll get that going again. We'll definitely get him in a part two. Um, but yeah, it's World Cup. Let's talk about World Cup. Let's do some scuff thing. You ready? I think we can play twenty seconds about getting copyrighted. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> That's three seconds. Losing a battle, losing a battle. Played the worst part of the song. You find it so believe it when you can dunk it up. Oh, you can dunk it up. Eh, eh. Sami na mina zanga ewa. Anasu Africa. Sami na mina. Eh, eh. Waka waka. Eh, eh. Sami na mina zanga ewa. Yes, this is Africa. There you go. Whoa, okay. A little acapella. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk... Let's talk, let's talk foot, footy first? Given let's talk the, football. Yeah. So let's talk... Let's talk, let's, talk, let's talk fucking footy, okay? <laughs> I want to hear no uh, fucking human rights. <laughs> Don't want to hear none of that. Nah, we'll get onto that. Nah, we'll talk footy only. Oh, bro. Do you know what Azar said yesterday? What? 
uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Belgium's captain, Aiden Hazard. Obviously, my team for the World Cup is Belgium and England a little bit. That's because my dad's like my connection to my dad. But like my own team would be Belgium because Oman didn't qualify. So of course. So my mum's from Belgium. Yeah. And like I, I'm much closer to my mum's family than I'm to my dad's family. I love my dad's, but like my brother's in in, in UK. My, so my dad's other son is in UK right now in Scotland right now, and like. I'm mostly very tight, but like I just spend more time with my Belgian family. So, yeah, so Belgium is my team in the moment. So, context Germany did a protest against Qatar. I saw with the most. Yeah, so they yeah. covered all the players covered their mouth during the team. Should, should we do like a, an intro into what we're actually talking about just in case? Uh, yeah, sure. There's sure, some, sure. some dummies. Sure, sure. If, if, if there's some uh, football hating thought, mm. <laughs> that's so bad. The FIFA. 2022 World, World Cup, Cup in, in Qatar. In Qatar? Qatar. 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 Well, I think it's Qatar, but because it's the. Yeah. Yes. In a long list of World Cups starting in 1930 with uh, FIFA. Uh, the World Cup is a football sporting competition. That's um, correct. It is the highest tier of football It is the highest tier of football competition and probably the most coveted trophy that you can win as a football player. Or in anything, I think, to be honest. Pretty it's the much, biggest yeah. tournament in the world. The biggest, yeah. It's probably the biggest trophy you, you could ever win. Um, it pits the nations of the world uh, against each other in a tournament style uh, football uh, competition. And whoever wins is the winner and oh, of sorry. the World Cup for the next yeah. four years until that they do it again in yeah. a different country. And so essentially they they'd be the reigning world champions. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's a pretty decent thing to hold. If someone has not heard of the Football World Cup, I think they're definitely living under a rock. Hmm. Well there you go, there's some, some context yeah. of what we're gonna talk um, about. We're gonna talk about the highs and the lows of football. Yeah, well I guess we do have to give some context on the beautiful game and the corruption and Well, yeah, so context, which we'll talk about more later, obviously controversial that's being held in Qatar. It's well first off, what month are we in Cam? This is an interesting one. What month are we okay. in? So we are in November, and the thing is with the World Cup is it's usually held during the summer. It's been held in the summer since 1930 yes. onwards. Every single tournament. Yeah. And Excluding, now, obviously, Second World War. Of course, that's, of course. That's of course. given. And now it's in November, and there is a reason for that, and it all goes back to Sepp Blatter. Yeah, well, I mean, the, re- well, the reason specifically for it being in November in Qatar is because Qatar be- be- is. Being, being, being a sandy boy myself, mm. yo, the <laughs> you die. <laughs> in the summer, hell no. Nah. You'd have to play inside air conditioned everywhere. Mm. But yeah. It was a silly decision, honestly. But Seth Blatter, t- tell us more about that boy. Seth Blatter? Yeah. Okay, so he took over. Oh, that was that was crispy. You could hear it on the ooh, mm. ooh. Okay, so Seth Blatter. I'm gonna, was I'm gonna, I'm gonna the, make that like loud on recording. Just oh, yeah. keep going, gulping okay. down. Okay, go. So go. Seth Blatter was the um, CEO. I'm gonna say CEO, FIFA. just president, the president, president, president of FIFA uh, from 1998 until 2015. God damn, I didn't know you knew that fact. Um, okay. He resigned in 2015 due to ongoing investigations into corruption uh, within FIFA. Uh, bribes, racketeering, mm-hmm. uh, all sorts, and it was mainly coming about from the decision to make Qatar the 2022 hosts. Yes, and that decision was made in 2010. Yes. Now there was a lot of backlash because even FIFA had released um, documents uh, surrounding the compatibility with the country Qatar mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, for, in- for instance, the other team that they were going up against was the US, and they had a big pool, and everyone thought that the US were going to get the, yep. the 2020 yeah. World Cup. Yep. 
because the US already has uh, the infrastructure, yes. it has stadiums, and it has it could it has a certain level of footballing culture that is accepted. Especially if you, I mean, obviously okay. it was twenty like twenty ten, right? The and those are the things uh, that you need to be. Yeah, uh, that is generally accepted for you to be a host of a yes. FIFA World Cup. Yes. Is uh, have a sense of footballing culture, have the proper infrastructure, and the right sort of climate for yes. football. Qatar had none of these. I will say one thing. I will say one thing. Not de- obviously never defending Qatar and them hosting the World Cup because they shouldn't, but it is a misconception that te- that countries, especially countries in the the, the third world, which well, not third world's a very outdated term. It's not interesting what I meant. to call Qatar, a but third world country. Well, not third world in that sense. Sorry, that's not what I meant. Global South is actually what I meant. Apologies. Countries in the global South, such as Qatar, if you think, or especially in the Middle East. People are football mad in those countries. They're insane. Like, there are so many pop-up shops of fake kits. Mm. The amount of fake Barcelona, Argentina kits, everywhere. You go to a souk, so like a bazaar, you will find fake football kits everywhere. People are football mad. But I think in terms of having a footballing culture, I think it's more about having... A history. Yeah. Because you think about it, like... like, like a history with football. Oman they don't has, have that Oman has a all. big... Has like a big... Has the Omani League. However, while people follow it, most people care more about the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what people look at in terms of the culture. Because it's not saying that like people don't care about football in these countries because they are football mad for it. However, The thing is, they, don't yeah. have, they also don't have representation on, on a global stage uh, in terms of footballers either. And I think... True, I think yeah, real, exactly. uh, true. In my that. opinion, I think a rule should be that you have to have qualified in the past to be eligible to host, I think. Because True. at that I, point, I, I, I do agree. I think, I agree. I think I agree. If, yeah, if that happens, that comes with the infrastructure. That that's like a package because you already know the country is football mad. They have a, a level of skill where they're able to compete in the World Cup, and they also have the previous infrastructure to be able to support the competition yeah. and the many fans it brings. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. I, I, the qualify the idea of a qualifying rule, like you can only host if you've qualified. I would absolutely agree think, with that. I that's a great that's idea. A good idea. Um, okay, so back to yes. back to Qatar. Yes. yes. Um, so this was a shock to almost everyone, and mm-hmm. immediately alarm bells were going off, uh, yeah. screaming corruption. Why have Qatar won this World Cup? Yeah. As in, why have they won the hosting rights mm-hmm. and not anyone else? It makes no sense. They have no infrastructure. They the climate is all over the place. There's no way that yep, we exactly. that there can be a summer tournament. So there has to be something else. And very quickly, there was a case built. And in five years, it was exposed that there was multiple bribes under the table, and a lot and lot of meddling by uh, Qatari officials. Um, was it called like the EMR? Is it EM- I'm sure you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm well. Like from Qatar. I don't want to get it wrong. I don't thing. want to get it wrong. Okay, but it was high ups in in Qatar, and especially during 2010, which is two years after the um, 2008 crash. Yes. Qatar had a lot of power. Yes. Money brings power. They had a lot. France were in a terrible, terrible situation yep. in 2010, and one of the members of FIFA on the European board was Michel Platini, yep. a former footballer, French legend. Mm-hmm. What Qatar were essentially doing is, with all this money and power, we're going around because FIFA is basically split into the continents, right? So yes. you have the European board, which is yep. UEFA, then you have CONCACAF, 
Which is uh, um, North, North America. America, right? Conmebol, South America, yeah. CAF, Afri- Africa. Ca- yeah. And then a- AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, AFO? Um, I think so. But, yeah. So they basically have representatives from all those different uh, mm-hmm. areas. Yeah. And basically what Qatar did is, on, in the build-up, were going around and making sure that they got votes from every single area. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was to do with... Um, Helping out in an economic situation, with it, however they could, so buying PSG, for example. Yeah. Right. That was part of the agreement. We'll buy PSG if you give us a vote. Um, the fighter jets is also another one. You know about that, right? I heard about this. Yes. So, so some, uh, Nicolas Sarkozy, who was the French president at the time, uh, he was pretty much kind of went around to different people and said, "Look, uh, you gave vote to Qatar." Like talking to Sablatter and other people and other influential figures. Sarkozy himself, the French president, was saying Qatar should get the Sport Cup. Mm. A year later, I think it was 14, uh, was it Mirat? Well, the, the French fighter jets went to Qatar. Yeah. So France sold for a very discounted price yeah. their fighter jets to Qatar. I think if people are wondering why the hell would Qatar even want this World Cup, um, I think there's definitely an answer to that. Um, Qatar are a very small nation. Uh, there's only what two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand Qatari. Yeah, like that's a trend. Qataris. That's a trend throughout the Gulf, right? Yeah, they have a population of two million. Yep, and ninety something percent of that population are foreign workers. Yep, to build up this wealth for the minority, which is yes. the Qatari officials. And if anyone's wondering, that's also very big outside of Qatar as well. Like Oman has it, mm-hmm. Saudi has it, UAE definitely has it. Well, yeah, they can't import. Workers from Saudi Arabia or Oman because they're as rich as them, yeah. essentially, right? Um, so, Qatar are very rich, but I would say not fairly well known on the global stage. Yes, and I think Qatar really wanted to change that. They know that they know that what they have with the oil and natural gas is going to run out. So they they want something with longevity, and they need attention, and they need to find another another lane um, to build power, right? Yeah. And the last thing that they needed was an international stage, and they got it. I think they were also probably jealous of. Uh, if you think of the UAE, right? UAE is considered composed of many different emirates, and the two biggest ones are Abu Dhabi and Dubai. And Dubai had been growing significantly. People are often getting confused. Dubai is not a country. Dubai is a emirate within right. a sort of like a big region, a state within a country. Same as Abu Dhabi. They're pretty much just big cities that become states. Mm-hmm. And they were growing because of the fact they're very independent within the UAE. They were growing themselves as like they like Dubai had become massive for tourism. Abu Dhabi had um, had the, held the final F1 race, so the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which is massive. Yeah. And um, they never used to. Did they? No, they they've they've got their hands on a lot of sport airlines, rockets, right? Airlines, uh, Emirates sponsoring uh, Arsenal. Yep, um, and uh, different other things. Etihad, Manchester City, Qatar wanted their own piece of the pie. Apparently, they have one of the highest like portions of r- real estate in London. Like they have a huge yes uh, stake. Which one is Qatar? Qatar. Yeah, yeah. Qatar have a huge stake in uh, London properties. And, yes. And, build, and buildings and everything like that, and that's just their their method of e- expansion. And it's interesting now that you can see their um, you can see their influence start to seep through, yeah. in, in the airlines, in the real estate, and and they're slowly um, 
I'm not going to say taken over. This isn't this isn't uh, meant to be derogatory in any way. So Callum's um, just a massive is, racist. Uh, <laughs> off air, this he is, was, I was like, hey, if you want to visit me in Oman, you can, bro. Like, I'm looking forward. Like, I'd be happy to have you. And he was like, if I spend any time with these fucking people, <laughs> I swear to God, yeah. So, guys, anyone tuning in, welcome to the most racist podcast in St. Andrews. Although I will say, in terms of sport, I have. I have very little respect. The fact that they have practically bought their way in to... Oh, no, I'm happy they got pumped by Ecuador. I'm get pumped through. I love that. I yeah. think it sends a message that no, much, no matter how much money you have, yeah. the, the sport of football uh, in the abstract can never be tainted. Like you, True. Ta- true talent will always persevere, true. and that's a beautiful thing. And well, that's the, it seems yeah. like the only thing in football that hasn't been corrupted. Yeah, I could agree with that because I feel like, for example, with F1, you have the pay drivers, which is really annoying. Like people, so essentially, people who like pay for their seat. I was going to ask you though. I was talking about this in my flat, and we had. A, I said, I said personally, I think it would be really funny in like a funny, but like in in a sad way, if Qatar just like imagine they like fully like like blatant. We know they they've bribed officials, right? But right. I'm saying in terms of the football blatantly did as in got like the most bullshit penalty got like I mean they almost had that VAR call against Ecuador but to be fair that was technically off- there was technically offside but if they had the most like they beat Brazil 7-0 like going into the final it would be a I would find that hilarious I'm sorry it would be funny but it would also be a sporting tragedy true they, they were so blatant about it I think I think it'd be a tragedy for like the world in general just knowing that the like you can't there's no truth anymore it's all power and all money and that just money has taken over everything that we we love and cherish i mean i know that sounds very very um uh you know it seems very dramatic but that's that's what's happening with our game that's what's happening yeah. with football and it's and it's it's so difficult to watch because this this is a game that practically anyone on earth can play and the if it's it's based on the idea that if you work hard yeah. You can reach the top and be one of the very greats of the game. I mean, you look and, at it in Qatar and Qatar yeah. just are, are kind of muddying the waters with that yeah. idea. True, I uh, do agree. If you look at it, I mean, you think about that, like, nothing says more about that in football in terms of hard work pays off than when you look at when starting 11s are announced. If you think when Belgium announced their starting 11, here's who we had, I'll explain to you, we had Aiden Hazard playing up front, we had Jan Vertongen and Toby Otherweirold at the back. These people are geriatric. They are approaching retirement. We have young people, that, like young guys, who may not be as over the career as talented, but are not. their legs are still there. Mm. And the moment that was announced, Belgium fans are just like, dude, why are you starting them? There is a reason. Why? Um, mainly because these players have played in the national team for a long time. The manager get, knows them well. And they gel with the players more. There's a very yeah. big thing with that. And but the thing Azar, is, they didn't have. Listen, they only had two weeks. Um, like if it was the summer, they have they have so much more time true. to be able to get these true, new, yeah. bring these new players yeah. in and get them to gel with the older players and and probably have um, a game plan for the yeah. tournament. With this, there was only two weeks. So basically, it's everyone. Everyone's sort of playing it safe, and you can see that with the lineups. Yeah. You know, Harry Maguire has had a terrible season with United. He's been dropped. Oh yeah. He gets into the England starting it. lineup yeah. over Tomori, over other England players that have had a better season. Yeah. But the thing is, Southgate needs to have people he can trust and people he has a relationship with. I can see that. Um, yeah. And it's it's the same 
you look at you know Ronaldo's not playing for United. He's he's, he's been you know his his contract's terminated. Yeah, he's still playing for Portugal. Yeah, I it can doesn't see that. matter. And it's yeah. the same with Hazard. The but I'm saying more the reaction in terms of the fans, in terms of like the the fact that, for example, Azor has been barely playing the last four years since the last World Cup, yeah. and he's named the starting eleven. Now, you're right in terms of a footballing manager's point of view why he's doing it, but yeah. the fans immediately were having backlash because of the who fact... Would they have played, who would they have played in uh, what, his younger brother? They would have played no, probably Trossard. Trossard, oh yeah, Trossard, yeah. yeah. Who's been mm-hmm. having a good season at Brighton. So. He has ha- he's had a terrific season. So that's exactly our point. It's the fact that Belgian fans were just saying, in terms of like, in football, hard work is everything. They were like, hey, Trossard's mm-hmm. been having a terrific season. Azor has been, you know, on the bench, if even, for an overweight in terms of football. Oh yeah, last. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we go back to, to Qatar in terms of like the, the for example, the stadiums, one of the biggest backlashes is how many... I should have researched this. This has been a very under-researched show. But, the um, thing is, there's tons of numbers thrown out there. Qatar have come out and said that there was three worker-related deaths. Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, now, I'm, I'm not one to, to be upfront and call out bullshit. Yeah. Because obviously it could be true. But let's be honest, it's not been three worker related well, no, to get this it's kind of the amount of, of families who have been like, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> our, 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 this person, our son, our father, our brother, mm-hmm. our uncle, it's been more than three significantly. <laughs> now, this is where I'm confused, and you can help me out. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how one of the richest countries in the world is, can offer decent human living wages for their workers. I don't understand it. Well, it's a it's 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 a hyper- They're living a life of luxury while these people are slaving away, building mm-hmm. building their coliseums, building their yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're 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 building their lifestyle yeah. and they're suffering. Well, it's a it, it's it's very similar in Amman, so it's I can very much speak to it. It's a sort of hyper it's a, it's a sort of hyper capitalistic it's ancient egyptian it, it's hyper in a way hyper capitalistic if you look at it monetarily and very imperialist slave minded like slavery minded approach which is that if you if you look at it from a hyper capitalistic approach every time they pay someone if you get paid when we get paid at work obviously the people who employ us lose money right so for them, it's not a question of morals. It's not a question of, oh, we should pay them all right. It's a question of, well, you know, we don't pay them. We pay them, the like, what is it per day? I know in Amman, it was um, per hour, I remember um, people getting paid 300 beza, like, like, like cleaners and like construction workers. 300 beza is around 60p, 60, 70p. So, and that was like two years ago, I remember talking to a guy about it. So probably worse in Qatar. I don't know how many Qatari reals that is, but... The idea is, if we pay them that little, we can then save money in terms of paying more for the stadium. And they don't care. It's it's a question of morals because simply they don't care. There is no, there is no. It's it, it, this guy's, you know, this yeah, this guy's, this guy's a piece of shit. This guy's lower than me, right? Mm-hmm. He builds my stadiums. He shines my shoes. He cleans my house. It's similar to maid culture. Yeah. In the Middle East, there is a huge amount, and I I, I will admit, not many people notice about me, but back home we had not a living maid. And it was a lady called Maya, absolutely lovely. She's from the Philippines. And she would come every few days and clean the, cl- up clean our house. And it's something that I've talked about. My parents, I've always said they made sure she was paid way more than everyone else. But it's something that I've always had a conflict with my parents with because I go, but why? I know we were busy. 
I know we were incredibly busy. Like, my mum had work at school, but I had to work his job, I had school, but we hadn't, you know, I've always had conflict with my parents. But it's one of those things where, and I'm not justifying it because it is wrong, but it's one of those things that, like, throughout the Middle East, it's one of those, like, well, you don't have a maid. You don't have someone to come clean your house. Mm-hmm. It's a very much a it's part of the it, culture. It's very much a, a class thing. Okay, so this this is the thing, right? But part of the culture is again. That's like it's like one of those things. To me, isn't an, an adequate. Um, uh, you don't think it's an, it's an excuse? It's not an excuse. It right. can't be an excuse. Okay, I understand that. But then you've also got to to realize that you can't undo. Oh no, you can't undo. You can't stru- undo a millennia of of, of cultural. Oh of, yeah, of but we we had we have we had the thing culture, is, right? We had a mate. Like mm-hmm. I, I I will say we had a mate. And, and where um, where where I'm going with this point is, Seth Blatter and the rest of FIFA should have known this. They should have known that these workers were going to be treated poorly. They should have known there's no stadiums and that this is what it was going to lead to. Oh, they knew this. They 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 knew it and they turned their heads away for a quick buck. Yeah, because they're getting paid. And. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been repeated throughout history this kind of uh, this kind of narrative. But on this scale, with a game as pure as football, uh, it, it's just disgusting. Honestly, like uh, I have, I don't usually have so much like passion and hatred for 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 many things, but for FIFA, oh, it, an I, Infantino, I feel so strongly. An Infantino. I, the FIFA president, by the way, just so you know, that's, that's the guy who replaced Bratwurst. It's called Gianni Infantino. He's a Swiss man um, who is just an absolute piece of shit. Um, for example, I mean, if we want to move closer before we talk about football, I think, because, like, we've been doing a good timeline of, like, pre-tournament and we're moving closer and closer. So now the stadiums are built. This World Cup's about to start. And, obviously, Qatar is a hyper-conservative country. So... People have been banned from bringing anything that's pride-related. And there was this whole row of, well, first off, the German goalkeeper, Manuel Neuer, during the qualification round, on top of his um, UEFA captain's armband, he's a German captain, German goalkeeper and German captain, he would wear uh, just a rainbow flag armband as well. And FIFA said, hey, you, you can't do that when you come to Qatar. So instead, FIFA were like, here's a compromise. They released these One Love armbands, which are like, they kind of look like pride flags. They don't really. But they so, but the idea is that they look, that everyone will look at them, even though they're not exactly a pride flag. associate it with the pride flag. Yeah. yeah. So FIFA, uh, you, the few people were like, okay, you know what? That's fair. That's a good compromise. We'll do it. Because it's, you know, people, no one's going to look at that and be like, that's not a pride flag. Like, you're looking at it like, yeah, it's good, yeah. you know. And, and, and you'll know they're in. And it's a big thing in, I mean, in Qatar. I mean, for example, there was huge backlash in Qatar when Lewis Hamilton wore um, his pride helmet, which he wears in every Middle Eastern race. And, it's, and so, they, so they're told they're going to wear it, and then suddenly, just before the tournament, Qatar say, one, first off, they, because obviously Muslim countries, so alcohol is haram and is banned, um, they, they, they tell the sponsor Budweiser, hey, no alcohol can be sold in the stadium. Why then they did say, they wait so late to do that? I think it's because it was a tactic all along. You make it a tactic all yeah. along. You're like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then you're like, but we're not going to let them. Yeah. So then they had, uh, Qatar said, no rainbow flag, anything, not anything pride related in the stadiums, which we'll get to because there have been some incredibly stupid and funny like flags being banned because they've just been like, for example, some guy from Brazil brought a flag of his state which is just like, a flag, it just has three different colours, and they've been like, oh no, it's a pride flag. It's like, Dude, this is a flag from the state yeah. in Brazil, it has nothing to do with it. They've been, so it's been comical, and then they told the teams, hey, if you wear, you're not allowed to wear those one love sort of kind of pride armbands. 
the team said, mm, we're still going to wear them. FIFA heard that and said, oh, you're still going to wear them? What if we give you some um, sporting sanctions? So, for example, it was first reported that they told the, the captains, we will give you a yellow card if you wear it. Then it was they reported... Should have, they should have done that. Well, then it was reported by the Belgian captain, well, not captain, but one of the senior players, Jan Vertonghen of Belgium. He said, no, 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 no. They didn't just say yellow card. They said, we could suspend you. From, we wouldn't let you play. Like, if you tried to enter the stadium, we'll try to enter the game with that, the referee would send them off. So it was on the, which they should have done it anyway. They should have done it anyway. This, you know, the, the, the Iranian national team didn't even sing their anthem and protest their government. Yeah, I, listen, I love, I love football, but there is things more important than football. Obviously, yeah. I hate the people that say that football and politics shouldn't mix. There are already they've always mixed. They are all they've always been intertwined, and they always will be. Yeah. Okay. Um, with Meza Ozil when he protested the. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try and get this right, but the 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 camps in China, yeah, uh, was is was advocating for that, and Arsenal came out. That's my team. Arsenal came out and said we don't stand with Mezzozo, and that's his own views. And Arsenal is a non-political uh, organization. Yeah, and then literally six months to a year later, they're doing the knee. Black Lives Matter, One Love. They're picking and choosing yeah. what to do. Football is football will ever will forever be intertwined. I think with sport in general. And sport in general, and uh, I think it's important to remember that. I mean, and, if, you look, no, if you look at right here, I mean, it, under the Stars and Responsibility sign, it's Muhammad Ali knocking out Sonny Liston. Muhammad Ali is the greatest boxer of all time, one of the greatest sportsmen of all time, one of the most important political figures of all time. Yeah, and he wasn't a politician. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sport and politics is like it is, it is not the same, but it is intertwined. And that's why I think that, as much as I love football, I would have loved it even more if everyone joined together, the whole world joined together, and said, "No, we're not going to play." Well, that's what. Uh, no- well, Norway were never going to qualify, but Norway said, "Oh, if if we qualify, we're not going to go." And the one thing stopping them all from doing it is money. Yeah, it is, and that's what's so heartbreaking. Is I would have. As much as I love football, again, I would have loved to have seen everyone in solidarity saying, no, we don't agree with this and how it's been run and how it's happened. And we don't want to see FIFA continuing with this narrative. And with that, we should probably take a break because it's halfway through, right? Uh, I also want to charge my phone. You want to charge your phone? Okay, well, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> for mu- What are we going to do for, 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 for the people? Because you can't turn on all of the fade or any music. Uh, we're, gonna we do- we're not going to get striked if we play a song, right? We no. Take it out. Well, well, no, just take out. Actually, however, just before we go, I do want to show you this. So the fans have been gathering, right? Speaking of human rights. Okay. Any fan that's been going does not care about human rights, right? Do you know how like people talk about like English people being like you know that you're that English guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. This was a guy, an English guy being interviewed, and think of English fans abroad, right? English people abroad, oh, yeah. but also oh, English yeah. football fans, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy was interviewed from Finnish broadcasting TV, and he was asked how he feels about human rights. Are you ready for oh, this? No. It's the fun. It it's so. By the way, this is bad, right? This is bad. This is we don't condone this, but this is the most you're da. Brexit is Brexit. I am. I like like Brexit opinion. This is this is. This, it's, get, get ready. It's only twelve seconds long. Playing uh, against Iran, there are uh, problems with you know human rights and so forth. Yeah, they're not bother us. We're not interested in human rights. We are, but while we're here, you just gotta get on with it, anger. We are. <laughs> we don't care. Human rights. Eight me human rights. Oh, oh that, that killed. Me. Someone said eight human rights. Love England. 
Yeah, uh, so that, with that, we'll go on a break and we'll talk about the football as well. But I think that was a good start to the that show. Was a good intro. Good, yeah. good intro. Perfect. All right, Callum, uh, turn off uh, your mic and I'll leave some music playing. And then we'll, we'll quietly exit the studio. Oh my god, when there's no background noise. Oh my god, this mic is so smooth. Oh my god. No, we can't hear you. Fuck you. Okay, well, you know what? We'll go on a break and I'll play some music. We'll play some. Uh, it's, it's the fact no one can hear you and we don't care about you. Um, I'm kidding. We love you. Okay, we'll play some woke up music. There we go. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. First, we got we got to talk predictions though. Oh, who's predictions, winning? Predictions, who's predictions, winning? Predictions. Who's winning the whole thing? Uh, uh, okay. Well, having watched almost every game, I've got to say, I think at the moment the clear favorite. And also, it's only match day one, so we'll see after match like match dates when those the second round of games will play. But I think England and the US. Oh, sorry. The US, Bro. England. Sorry, that was just me. That was just tomorrow's game. What do you mean? England and uh, Brazil. I think England Brazil first. Two okay. favorites. Uh, I agree. I think England look ridiculous, much to my dismay. I'll be honest. Um, their team looks really strong, really solid. I don't know what Southgate has done, uh, but these players look like they're. I think they just enjoy working well together. I think it's the fact they enjoy playing together. Yeah. It, uh, so I, I think England. I think Portugal. Mm, yeah, I okay. think Port- Portugal's team is strong. True, uh, and I do think Brazil. I think those three. When Brazil, Brazil was struggling. I didn't watch the first half of the Brazil-Serbia game, but I watched the second half. And the moment they broke through and scored that first goal against Serbia, it was clear. Like, like it was like they finally had the Juju K, the Brazilian Juju K. Who's the lineup? They have a. Well, the thing is, Fred wasn't starting actually. Did they have Jesus? Was Jesus was no Jesus? He came on uh, later. What Martinelli? Martinelli came on later. Uh, Richarlison yeah. was up front. Uh, Neymar was in midfield. Anthony wasn't even starting either. But he doesn't start for Brazil. Um, sorry, I'm just having some crisp water. By the way, just so you hear that. Mm. Um, but no, so I think I think for me it's England, and Brazil, and France. I think if if France don't start beefing each other again, yeah. I mean, that's, that's an interesting one. I think. Um, there's teams that you would have thought would have been stronger, but they're not. Germany don't look like a solid unit. No, true. Again, true, true. Spain look really, really good. And Argentina, for as much hype as they had, mm-hmm. have lost to Saudi Arabia, one no, of no, the weakest teams no, in the tournament. No, 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 no. I, I will refute that. I will refute that. Will you? Listen, I watched the qualifier. I, I watched. I watched. Uh, Saudi were in Oman's group. Saudi are a good team. Saudi are genuinely a good team. Should they have beaten Argentina? No, Argentina should have whipped them. But they are people Listen, acting Tom, like they're Tom, nothing. Tom. Nah, I've seen I've seen Saudi Tom. play for years. I've Tom. seen Saudi play for years. Tom. Saudi Arabia have. Okay, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I. Can you think of a Saudi Arabian team? Oh, no. Can you think of a Saudi Arabian player no. in, in Europe? However, their no, manager. No, but their manager. They may play well their as manager, a cute little unit. But Saudi know, Arabia are nowhere near the level of Argentina. Do you know, know the background of their be. manager? No. Hervé Renard. Hervé Renard in 2012 led Zambia to their first Africa Cup of Nations. Zambia. Yeah, and then two years later, it was 2014 and 2015. Won it again with the Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. Then got Morocco qualified for the World Cup in 2018, mm-hmm. and now has gone Saudi qualified for the World Cup and beaten Argentina. Yeah, okay. So okay. they may not have the most renowned players, but if you thought, holy shit, Calum, Calum just gulped down that water with it's that actually lemonade. Oh, with that lemonade. So he, so th- th- this guy, Ever Renard, 
Yeah, he knows his stuff. And with the sound, if you saw them play against Argentina, they played that offside trap. Completely. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I will say that they played the offside trap so well. But it got to the point where you kind of just looked at Argentina like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, they should have known how to counter that. It was it was child's play at some point. You're like, Messi has been caught offside this many times. Martinez has been caught offside this many times. You guys are professional football players that have been playing in the top level of football for years and you still don't know how to stay on site. Yeah. Silly. Um, Which is that was a crazy game. Messi washed, I'm sorry. It <laughs> <laughs> was a crazy game. Um... Probably the best game we've, I think, we've had. Biggest upset. As yeah, well. yeah. The I think the Japan Germany Japan was was, was not as big I an upset. That, that was a good that. game. But the thing is, Japan are a little bit more established. Oh, probably yeah. the best. Asian well, they almost knocked out Belgium last World Cup yeah. if we didn't have that massive comeback. Probably the best Asian nation. I think probably the best Asian football footballing nation. Uh, Yo, so I'm trying to show you the Richarlison goal, but my my phone is. Oh, there we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, uh, for everyone who didn't know, Brazil just beat Serbia 2 0, and this goal was scored. If you want to look it up yourself, do it because we can't show you. Because this is radio. Get fucked. <laughs> uh, sorry, my mom and dad. Well, you do listen to the show. I'm sorry, that's one. Uh, but yeah, so I'm coming around to show it to Callum. Let's see. I've already heard a lot about this goal, so. Uh, Gonna get my sound. See, up. you know, I'm I'm Portugal man all the way. So Portugal I watched the, the Portugal game. Live reaction, live reaction, top, 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 top. Oh my god. Put it back, put it back, put it back. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What? That is crazy. I need to watch this again. They definitely have a replay. Skip like a replay. Oh my god. Mate. This is bizarre, baby. Different. I did not and think jury commentary always a good one mm. I'm trying to be like him what a Spurs player no Peter Drury bro oh true that is definitely see the thing crazy. is the World Cup has started because Brazil has played mm. I might be seeing Brazil do well as well because Brazil are like they are the World Cup they are just wait till you see like, the close-up replay as well. Look at that. Look, do you see that cross as well? Yeah. Brazil are essentially the final. Look at that cross. Look at that cross. Outside the foot. Touch. That's, that's beautiful. That's a, that's a gold tournament. Um, that's disgusting. Well, I mean, Richarlison is he's still a Spurs player, right? So um, <laughs> he's still a Spurs player. Henceforth, he's washed. <laughs> henceforth, I don't care about him. Well, I mean, he's just—he must be depressed. You can see—you can see him fully playing free now that he's not playing with Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Yeah, no, that yeah. was that was that was that was crazy. That, that was, was. I mean, have you, did you hear? Um, did you hear? Um, um, the Arabic commentary for the no, I did not for the for the. Unfortunately, study. I, I don't speak Arabic. I don't speak Arabic either, and I heard like a few words, but it was it, the the man went when the Arabian Arabic commentary for the Saudi Arabia goal versus Argentina. There's going to be a lot of uh, mentions of God here because obviously Arabic. Yep. Ready. Okay, so that, that wait, gets the ball and he's about to shoot. 
That's funny. Yo, I was going to say one thing as someone who's grabbed. That was a really good goal, though. I, uh, yeah, that turn. I mean, the first shot was going in as well. The f- one that was blocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I think the second uh, Saudi Arabian goal is what we were just watching. Um, I think it was a goal of the tournament before this Richarlison goal. Yeah. It was ridiculous. The way he managed to get out of his feet and mm-hmm. that kind of finish. Yeah. That's a that's a proper finish. Like, especially from a Saudi, Saudi Arabian. Not to discrimi- stri- discriminate against wow. your, uh, your uh, sporting excellence. But wow. I wasn't expecting it. You know what them. happens to, gonna be honest. to Saudi Arabian journalists, well right? When they go into different embassies. What? Do you know about Jamal Khashoggi? No. Oh, he was this guy that went... This, this Saudi journalist who kind of went against the regime. Went into the, the Saudi embassy in Turkey. Uh, to renew his passport or something and got dragged into a room killed and then dismembered why? because he went against the regime so have I just gone against the regime? yep so uh, guys damn. Callum is okay so uh, Hamid yeah so they're, they're, I got my boys coming in right now they're good just <laughs> I love Saudi Arabia <laughs> okay that's fine you're good okay yeah so but yeah but that was that's I think it's pretty tyrannical who do you think of did you say that's pretty tyrannical? It's fairly tyrannical. For yeah. Saudi Arabia. Right. Listen, I don't do IR. I don't do Middle Eastern studies. I don't have the context. We're talking about football here. If I get things wrong, I apologize. <laughs> it's my ignorance. You're there to football uh, correct football. me. I think, you know, actually, you know who played dismally yesterday? Belgium. We were... So I heard. Can- oh! Canada seemed... I, I don't know how Canada we won. seemed a lot better. Canada dominated us the entire time. Then they got a penalty in the 13th minute because one of our players handballed it. I mean, Chief, mm. like, it was one of those things where it's like he couldn't have done anything else. And, well, like, yeah, see, this is the his thing. arm shouldn't have been there, but it's mm. like couldn't read anything else. But it's still a penalty. I feel in bad the for Belgium. This is like Belgium in their highlight of their sporting grandeur, and you're you're wasting it. Like this we, is no, no we, our, our best chance of winning any trophy was the World, was the last World Cup. I think so. Yeah, I mean, had we had Croatia, the dawn is setting it on England, like a lot of your players right now. Thirty plus, they're getting on. And there doesn't seem to be a conveyor belt coming in. We were the second is, best uh, team at that tournament. Yeah, you were. Um, it France was, were definitely it the was, best. It was, it was the Umtiti header. Yeah. Yeah. It was a close game. Uh, that it's, game. It's honestly, it's a, it's a real shame. Um, because the thing is, there is no... It doesn't seem, at the same extent, a rejuvenation uh, of the players gone before nope. with Belgium. Whereas with... We can get on to France actually Whereas with, okay, a team yeah. like, with a team like France Who are your favourites again? Who did you say? Uh, I'm saying Portugal Portugal, okay Okay, I'm a Ronaldo well, fan well, well, let's, run, let's run through um, We'll do France first France, then we'll do Portugal Then England, then Brazil How about that? Okay Okay. okay. Well, sorry, what time is it? It's uh, 50 Oh, 52 Holy shit, it's 52 uh, We talked a lot okay, okay, we'll go through quickly, right? Yeah So basically I think what's interesting about France is um, they're, they're, they're kind of hold on on the whole world of football, uh, in terms of um, their 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 kind of making of players, right? The amount of players that are um, fashioned in France is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. If you look at Cameroon's team, if you look at Ghana's team, if you look at Morocco's team, they will all have players born in France. Yeah, France is this crazy melting pot of pure talent yeah and I don't know if it's the infrastructure if it's just the way these players are moulded but for some reason they ha- they have spread all over and they have basically embedded their claws into every single team yeah. in some way shape or form yeah which is fascinating yes 
um, they have more options for their team than any other nation. Um, they could practically play their fourth team and still have a chance yep. in the World Cup, which is uh, which is insane to think. Their level of depth and uh, availability is to the point where Karim Benzema uh, is not an issue for them. The absence of Karim Benzema doesn't um, hinder them at all. William Saliba, yeah, uh, arguably one of the best centre back performances. Okay, by the way, into least of points for any four countries. Okay, okay, arguably one of the best defenders in, in the world right yes. now uh, is not getting a game in that French team. Yeah, so I think. Uh, it's going to be very interesting how how this plays out with yep. their with their new team in a different midfield. No Pogba, no Kante. Nope. Um, they played well against Australia. Let's see. No Benzema either. No Benzema either. Yeah, we talked yep. about. That. Um, let's be interesting. Um, Brazil. You want to talk about Brazil? Oh yeah, let's go Brazil. Um, I think with Brazil, it's very interesting as well. They do have a decent uh, squad depth. Yeah. This is probably Neymar's last chance. Uh, at the uh, very desirable coveted trophy that is the World Cup. Yeah, especially for a Brazilian. Yeah. Uh, I think it will also be very interesting if he does win it, if people will start taking him seriously. Um, because he's a very, very successful player. And people, yep. It's just a shame that he is playing amongst uh, two of the greatest players yep. of all time. In my opinion, the greatest players that have ever played. Um, I think they have a point. Oh, Messi and. Messi and Ronaldo. Oh, okay. You mean okay. in general? If you meant with, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they have a point to prove. They haven't won the World Cup since two thousand and two. Yep. This could be their time, and I hope it is. Yeah. Um, but then Portugal. Uh, for a very long, long time, Cristiano Ronaldo has been the spine of and, and the back that has carried Portugal. Well, he's the first player now to score at five World Cups. He scored today. Yeah. yeah. And finally, is that it, pressure is it 06, is 10, 14, 18, 22? Yeah. Yeah. And finally, that pressure has been relieved of him in recent years when Portugal have sort of built up their arsenal. Um, if you look at some of the players coming in, Ruben Diaz, uh, Bernardo Silva, uh, Bruno Fernandes, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jao Felix. Um, Would you put Diago, Diogo, this, this season only? Diogo Dalo? Dalo? This season only, this season only. I, you've got to think about Jota though. It's a shame that Jota's injured. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think Portugal are preparing well for the absence of Ronaldo and yeah. In oncoming years, and uh, I think if they don't win this one, they've got a good chance for the next couple. Yeah. Uh, final team. Who are we talking about? Uh, England. England. England have had uh, a very interesting past and relationship with the World Cup. Yeah. They won it in 1966 and haven't done anything since, except chant about winning it again. Yeah. The it's closest. The closest they've come to are uh, Italian 1990, but then they got convincingly. Well, they got beaten on penalties, but I don't think they would have won it anyway. Yeah. And then 2018 when. They were playing well, but you could tell it was still a young team. Mm-hmm. Got to the final of the Euros. Yeah. Could have won it. Mm-hmm. Could have won it. And now... Um, another thing, I, th- I think yeah. if you observe... If you have observed England for the last uh, couple of tournaments... Yeah. Everyone has been against Gareth Southgate, and there is a reason for that. They haven't been fluid. They haven't been... Uh, there wasn't a togetherness in the way they were playing football. There wasn't a chemistry. It what, was they were are getting you saying under Southgate, or under, uh, under under Southgate. Really, in my, in my opinion, okay. They weren't. They were getting by on pure talent and luck. If okay. you look at it, it was penalties. It was one nils uh, against lesser oppo- opposition, in my opinion. Yeah. And then getting knocked out by by Denmark, um, by Croatia. By them, when they get knocked out, but they knocked out Denmark in the semi-finals. They lost Italy. Italy. Sorry, right yeah. by Croatia. And it's, there, there was a theme. As soon as they came up against uh, an opposition around the same level, 
yeah. that opposition was well better prepared, like far better prepared, and touring them to pieces. But with this tournament, I think something has changed. Yeah. I don't know what it is. They haven't obviously. They played Iran. No disrespect to Iran. Yeah, they're not an. They're not France. They're not yeah. Spain. But England looked together, and especially with that performance against Iran, um, I think I saw something that I haven't seen in many England teams before that. Yeah, and that's like a sense of togetherness. And how long have we got? Uh, three minutes. Okay, so uh, I just want to go into the context of England and why. There, there's a theory on why they have been so disjointed in the past, like, five, ten years, mm-hmm. ten, twenty years. Um, it's the fact that all, this, all the players play in the same league. The Premier League is home to 90% of England's talent. Yeah. Right? They, they don't feel a need to go abroad and to expand to the rest of Europe. They've yeah. always wanted to stay in the little island of the UK. Yeah. And that has hindered their development development in a way where they are kind of um, instinctively uh, they instinctively see other English players as rivals. Yeah. Because they're all in different teams. Yeah. Even Steven Gerrard talked about this and said the reason why we never won anything with England in the golden generation is because for ninety percent of the year we were against each other. We didn't want to be friends because we didn't want to give anything away that could lose us the league. Yeah. And he compared it with other teams that have players all over the globe. Mm-hmm. They're excited to be with their national team because there's no there's no tension. Yeah. There's no underlying context. It's just having fun and focusing and, on and the even tournament. And if, if there was, like you think of like some teams like Brazil and stuff, or like after like a Champions League. I'm trying to think. Like, there was one team was like Spain or something where like some players like mm-hmm. would be in Champions League final or like a heated game might go into an argument. Immediately, it's like you go to the national team. If you bring that vibe, like they're gonna be like, dude, like, yeah. that has nothing to do with the rest of us. Exactly. Um, and I think it's interesting because you would have Chelsea, Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool players all competing in the same team and it wasn't working because of the context of the Premier League it's the, being the, it's the biggest league in the world and the idea of comp- competition like kind of just clouded the the whole togetherness of the team and they were never able to, to kind of gel together having said that it's a very similar situation we have some players from Germany uh, Bellingham yeah. and Dortmund but they have seemed to kind of realise that um, and kind of Set aside their adversaries, and uh, yeah, and it seems like they're doing well. And uh, I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, yeah, we'll come watch the matches together. It is 59, so sadly we have to say goodbye. But um, it's been great having you on. Especially, there's not been many dispatches this semester, but next semester we'll try and we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll talk among, um, together and we'll have more conversations. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Uh, and you know, uh, good luck to Scotland in the World Cup. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You have a good. You could just say good luck to Oman in the World Cup. We we were one point away from qualification, but anyway, uh, he's now mad, so he's not going to say. Let me have dominoes of him. But uh, thank you very much. Have a good night, everyone. Callum, can you please turn off the 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 sliders? Have a good night. Love you all. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) Callum. Turn them off. Turn them off.